0: Humana says it's coming back to the office. That should be a big thing for downtown Louisville. Also, we've got news on a Louisville company that has raised a lot of money. All of this is next on the Access Louisville podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann and joining me today is Laurel Deppen. Hi there. Haley Coffin. Hello. And Allison Steins. Hello. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week we bring you the latest news and plenty of sharp opinions about what's going on down here in Louisville, Kentucky. We're going to start this week by talking about Humana says it's coming back to the office. I think it's going to be different this time. They have announced several times that they're going to come back to the office. I have a good feeling about this one. I think they're coming back. Uh, Laurel, you had the details on that story. Uh, So what's the plan? When are they coming back?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So they are coming back on March 16th. Um, Mm -hmm. So about a month from now. And like, you know, kind of like you said, they originally were going to come back on Labor Day. That was during the Delta surge. So then they're like, how about October? And then they were like, well, what about January? And then, of (laughs) course, we all know about Omicron. So they were just like, indefinitely, indefinitely. But now they've said March. So we'll see.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I think even before anyone heard of Delta, I think there was some talk about it, like back, um, back in April, when we thought the pandemic was over, like April Mm -hmm. 2021. uh, I think they were talking about it then. Um, And then, uh, yeah, so so finally, it looks like they're coming back. Um, And Fisher seemed pretty excited about it, right? Mayor Fisher, who we talk about a lot on this show we um, lately. <laughs> he put out a little <laughs> note about it too, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he um, he just kind of talked about how Humana coming back is um, going to represent a resurgence of activity for downtown, like the businesses and the lunch places. And um, he also referenced other um, companies that were coming back to to Louisville, PN, not to Louisville, excuse me, let me back up, coming back to the office. <laughs> we
0: knew what you were saying.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to be accurate, though. This is the Access Louisville podcast. Um, he talked about Baird and Fifth Third Bank and PNC Bank.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, it does seem like, uh, you know, the, the winds on our backs, you know, if, if we can get some of these big um, uh, uh, companies to come back. I know there's a lot of cynicism around downtown. Uh, you know, I'm not naive but there are people out there who will say, you know, terrible things about downtown. But I tell you, you know, if we get these companies back, then that's what brings the restaurants back. And that's what brings, you know, a lot of that, you know, just liveliness on the streets back. And I have to say that, you know, I come down here at least a couple of times a week. Uh, and it it's not dead like a lot of people make it out to be. A lot of people say downtown's dead. Uh, you know, there's been conventions in town. There's there's people on the street. It's, you know, maybe you know later in the afternoon. It's not as lively as it would have been in 2018, 2019. But um, but I feel like there's good there's good excitement around town um Haley or or Allison I'm going to throw this to either one of you guys i it surely seems like Louisville puts a lot of eggs in that Humana basket doesn't it
2: <laughs> Allison do you want to go first on this one <laughs> you, can, you can
0: it's not okay. really a question is it it's just,
2: <laughs> no it's just like a statement um <laughs> and you you know it does seem that way i mean continuously i i read about the technology startups entrepreneurship beat for business first and um you know i keep hearing the same thing you know how are we going to build the next humana like that's everyone's mm-hmm. big question because you know humana has such a huge economic impact and a huge impact on downtown um but you know i don't i don't know if we we need to build the next humana what if we just build you know 10 really great companies um you know that could could all do well we don't need mega companies to you know be our anchor we don't we don't need anchor stores we're not a mall um (laughs) we need you know like 20 really strong companies that are are driving innovation driving um talent to come relocate here um so so that's my whole thought on that but um, one question that, like, I just want to throw out there that I've been thinking about is, you know, as everyone's champion champion championing, <laughs> excuse me, I can't talk, um, the return to work for Humana, I really want to know, you know, how many of Humana employees are coming back to the office in a full-time capacity, um, because I have to assume it's much less than what it was going to be, um, you or what it was before the pandemic happened, because so many people have, you know, gotten remote work and flexible work um, offerings from Humana since then. So um, that would be a big curiosity for me. Is You know, is it going to be, you know, five to six thousand workers or is it going to be ten thousand workers? Like that could be kind of a make or break thing um, mm-hmm. when you're when you're putting, like you said, putting all the eggs in the Humana basket. <laughs>
0: really yeah and and that's why i brought it up is because you know we need more than one you know company to be the 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 company that comes back to little here that comes back to downtown so it just seems like we had this one i mean we have we have other companies we have well had papa john's um you know but it was never a downtown company it was always in or it's been in j town for a long time and then Texas Roadhouse has kind of been another one of those big companies that we have, but it's a St. Matthew, you know, it's out there, you know, close to Dutchman. So it's not a downtown company. So we just need like that's We need some of those size companies in downtown like that would I think that would do a lot just to have more than one. And, and we do. I mean, we have PNC and Baird, like like Laurel mentioned. So
2: a lot of financial institutions, attorneys, yep. um, insurance mm-hmm. yep. people. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah parents, with,
3: I mean, you just think they just are not as big as have that footprint as Humana does. I mean, that is <laughs> it is the largest employer in downtown.
0: Yeah. And then Allison, I'm sure you know the 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 list, but like the back of your hand, but the other large employers in town are, are not necessarily downtown companies there. You know, GE's a large employer, Ford's a large employer, Kroger's a large employer, but they're not, you know, those aren't like, you know, downtown kind of companies. But
3: Yeah, you think about all the buildings that Humana uh, has downtown. There's mm-hmm. quite a few. Mm-hmm.
0: And they lease space too, so uh, apart yep. from the buildings that they own.
3: Right, and not all to say right. that
2: other employers are less than because they're certainly not, but they're not the ones that are bevying downtown restaurants right. and retail.
0: <laughs> right. And that's what I think has to change about downtown because a lot of people want downtown to succeed, but we don't, we don't have a lot of people who live downtown. There's some, and then we don't have, um, a lot of our, you know, largest employers don't operate downtown. Of course, you know, something like Kroger, they're going to operate, you know, all over town. And, um, uh, ford you wouldn't obviously want an assembly plant right downtown or anything so so you know uh there are exceptions but you know i guess it just kind of depends on the the uh the way our workforce sets up so that's what i wanted to talk about is i've been i've been on the fence about this return to the office business. Um, Haley, you still have a calendar hanging up in our office from March, 2020. And you said, you're not changing it until we come back to the office.
2: I'm I'm not, I mean, we're, we're all in and out of the office, you know, maybe a couple times a week, but we haven't come back in a regular scheduled, um,
0: See, I don't think they ever will. That's my thing. Like,
2: well, that's your theory, but my calendar, which is by the way, <laughs> a little, a little bub calendar, the cat, uh, may she rest in peace. Um, but I'm not taking that calendar down until, until we get some kind of permanent answer.
0: (laughs) Right. I think we will move out of the office before, before we get that permanent answer. (laughs) Allison, you and I have talked about, um, return to office. Uh, so what's your opinion on, I mean, do you, you don't want to return to the office? Like you don't want it to be the old days, right?
3: I don't want it to be the, uh, eight hour in the office, five Five days a week thing. I mean, I don't. I, you know, I don't mind being in the office. You know, I've been in the office every once in a while. I don't come in as frequently as other people. I do like my basement office. It's nice and quiet. I... Mm -hmm. I get a lot of work done. I feel like I actually get more work done at home than I ever did in the office. Uh, I know we were were talking about how, you know, now when you do go into the office, because we don't see everybody as regularly as we used to, I feel that there are a little bit more interruptions, uh, you know, and I feel like I don't get as much work done if I'm in the office now.
0: Right. You see somebody right. and you it's kind of this event like, oh, hey, let's talk for 10 minutes because you hadn't seen them in two months or something. Yeah.
3: Yep. And, and like for me, I, you know, I'm going to take you back to January of 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, my coworkers who've been around me know about my husband having his uh horrible injury on his shoulder he was coming up on his sixth uh surgery in january of 2020 i was uh having to be his caretaker for months drive him everywhere deal with my kids i shouldn't say deal with my kids
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> okay awful. we're all you know, friends
3: here getting, them, getting everybody from point a to point b you know mm. i was uh you know having to take care of everything in my house because my husband couldn't i was about to uh have to do 6 weeks of iv antibiotics for him uh push that into an iv or a pic line uh and it just was crazy dealing with uh everything and then i still was having to come into work you know 5 days a week and trying to survive and it was really hard and i will tell you that march he had his last surgery the wednesday i think it was the march 11th and then we went to work from home on the 13th Mm -hmm. and that really saved me because i didn't know how much longer i was going to be able to survive in that that pace i was going at and so to me that just really saved my life and then i've also realized how it is so much easier to get work done because I'm not having to think about driving to the office and parking and walking in. And like yesterday in the pouring rain, that would have been awful, but we would have had to have done it before. Yeah. So now, it I hit a rush
0: hour too. that storm.
3: <laughs> yeah. So now today, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking about how much more relaxed I am. I feel yeah. like I didn't uh, get more work done. And to be honest, I feel like I talk much more now with my coworkers and my boss than I ever did before in the office because we kind of are forced to, and, you know, we have Slack, we use Teams, email, phone. Mm -hmm. I feel like I am much more connected to really all my coworkers. Okay. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of stuff there. Well, (laughs) no, no,
2: I think to Allison's point though, like how many Humana workers do you think are feeling that exact same way? um especially ones who you know maybe on the indiana side of the river like david and i who are in and <laughs> the the bridge construction and really aren't looking forward to going back in the office in a full-time capacity i i would have to imagine that like allison david myself included like no one wants to give up that pre- productivity no one wants to give up the flexibility of like not having you know 40 minute to an hour long commute um, depending on the day <laughs> and the yeah. traffic situation, like people aren't going to want to give that up. So you have to imagine that in the sense of Humana, um, they've had to, I'm assuming, negotiate with their employees um, to, to make that a reality. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Can you imagine? And thanks, Haley. I hadn't been outed as a Hoosier yet, but uh, um, (laughs) (laughs) I just just moved to Indiana. Yeah. I want to
2: tell people you came to the dark side.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I've I've come to the dark side, but the houses are cheaper over there. (laughs) But anyway, can you imagine like getting on the bridge at 530 you know, and trying to drive over the bridge at 530, the Shermageddon Bridge, um, you know, like it takes about an hour, rush hour <laughs> in 2019 or whatever, you know, back whenever everybody went everywhere. And, uh, you know, that would be terrible. Uh, so, so I do, I do see the value in it. I kind, I've kind of got a love hate relationship with uh, work from home because sometimes I'm really sick of it and want to be back in the office. But then other times, like I totally see, like Allison makes great points, like staying, uh, like not having to do the commute and, and deal with all that and deal with the side conversations. Like I am much more productive while doing that. But I think what I miss is like just having that culture of like, you know, seeing everybody every day and having coffee and, and, you know, that sort of kind of just that kind of side thing that goes on you know that's that kind of comes with work because when you work at home it's just it's just the work you know and there's no like there's not as many like lunch meetings and um uh after work happy hours and the coffee shop you know downstairs in the um you know the lobby of our building and everybody kind of makes jokes about you know you know, the the atmosphere there or whatever, you know, not not specifically, but, you know, you talk about things at at work, like we used to have these people uh, from elsewhere in our building come to our floor to use the bathroom and we would just joke about how disgusting that was uh, that we had all these people. Uh, you know and and like that kind of like bonded us the fact that we would like sit around and talk about that gross thing that happened where like people from upstairs are coming to use our bathroom so like you miss that like that kind of side culture thing or whatever well
2: and in the case we have three new reporters at business first um and I think it was much easier to get to know people and like feel and like build work friendships and, and different things back when we were in the office like Um, I I know some long, long long-time listeners of Access Louisville remember, you know, Marty Finley, uh, Chris Larson, Sarah Shadburn, you know, I felt pretty close to all of them, my fellow reporters, because, you know, we got to know each other um, before. And it's just hard to, like, get, you can't just, like, send someone a Teams message and, like, hey, what's your favorite color? (laughs)
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Or, like, My favorite color is
0: green. Okay, thank you. <laughs> That's what this podcast does. It just brings us all together.
2: Yes. And maybe um, we just need to get to know people on pod, via podcasting. I don't know. But I, I think that would be one of the things that I've missed is just like getting to know my, my newer coworkers um, a little bit better. And um, it's awkward to do so on Teams. I think. It's, yeah. Okay, I do,
3: have, I do have a question to ask Laurel. Do you have a favorite Pop Tart? Because this is a conversation we've had quite a bit in the office. Is favorite Pop Tarts?
1: Am I allowed to have two? Because every time I buy Pop Tarts, I buy both of these flavors, and I alternate, like, to add spice to my life. Um, So, am I allowed to have two, or do I have to pick? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, brown sugar, cinnamon, and strawberry.
0: Strong calls there. I think Allison. What What was your yours was brown sugar,
3: right? Mine, I love. It's usually during Christmas time, and it's the sugar cookie one. Oh my god, so it's like sugar. It is delicious. But we have found an ego one recently, which I ate yesterday. But there is an ego one, and I'm sure it'll only be for like an X amount of time. But pick up the ego. So is that
1: like waffles, like ego waffles? Yes, Lego my ego. Yeah, <laughs> this is not. This mm-hmm. podcast is not sponsored. Uh- a crossover
0: experience yeah right um <laughs> there they are right there on zoom Beautiful.
2: <laughs> wow i like how they like lined it with butter would that be better or syrup that they're trying to do the lines on i think butter and syrup okay oh okay all right. sorry we're talking about pop culture designs now all
0: right it's but see we missed this hole. in the office see, see now we have to do this now everybody has to listen to this um, but anyway i was gonna make a point oh yes the other thing that bothers me about work from home is like and this is maybe just a me thing i get anxiety about am i becoming a shut-in like i haven't left the house in a while and um like i'll have a thought like well i can go to work today but it's kind of raining real heavy and I don't know maybe there's flooded areas and I'm like only a really anxious person would have those <laughs> kind of thoughts because in 2019 it didn't matter if it was raining a lot I was going and like I, it would never even cross my mind that I don't maybe today's not the day we'll are in an accident Um, you know and that kind of thing like scares me and I don't want to become someone who's confined to their house because they they haven't gone out so much that like and and my wife she works in you know a, a, a in the public and you know goes out every day and i'm like my wife's like out there every day, and I'm like worried about the rain. <laughs> like so, like that bothers me a little. So I'm like, I gotta get out of here. So I will just come to the office, you know. Like yesterday during that storm, I was like, I- I'm going to the gym, <laughs> and it was like pouring. <laughs> and but I had to go because I was like, I, j- I just can't sit here anymore. And if I get scared to go out in the rain, then 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 we have crossed the line that I don't want to be on the other side. So. I
1: but I think something that's kind of comforting is knowing that everybody else is kind of having the same experience as you like all of us are way less social than we used to be and that's just kind of the norm yeah, that too.
0: yeah so and that's another side it's just we're all uh, i saw an excellent new york times article called the age of anti-ambition um and it was it's a long read and I only read about uh, the first third of it before I was like I got other things to do I can't sit here all day and read this but uh it's about the um the burnout that you feel and uh and the way people are leaving their jobs and and part of it is the work from home thing it's like an aspect of it but anyway good read for you there uh I think we will finally move on we've been on this topic for for a while, I think we just it's been bubbling up a while. We've been needing to have that conversation, but uh, we'll, we'll switch gears here and we'll talk about this company that um, that is just, just at a, a large capital race here in Louisville. Uh, they'll they'll they are called a uh, virtual peaker. And Haley, the reason I asked you that eggs in one basket question earlier is because you write about a lot of these up-and-coming companies in Louisville. So tell us about Virtual Peeker and, and the amount of money they just raised.
2: Yeah, Virtual Peeker is a cloud-based software-as-a-service, so a SaaS company. Um, they closed on $16.6 million in a Series A fundraising round, which is you know a, quite a significant fundraise for the Louisville region. I mean, Kentucky as a whole only raised roughly $200 million in venture capital last year, and $100 million of that was Climavision. Um, so Climavision had a mega deal last year, and that's where a lot of our VC dollars came from. So for a Louisville company to get sixteen point6 million, you know, it's pretty significant fundraise. Um, but what Virtual peaker does, um, they've developed a distributed energy resource management system platform that they sell to utilities um, to help utilities manage their distributed energy resources, so like solar, wind energy, um, battery storage electric vehicle charging um all sorts of different capacities so they've been expanding um in that segment and they've also developed some wraparound services so um, customer engagement and uh, load forecasting so um, you know forecasting how much energy um, people will have to consume or those types of things so they've been expanding heavily they've grown so i wrote about them in april 2021 um, after they did a seed fundraise. And they were at 18 employees um here in Louisville at that time. They're now up to 40. Um, so less than a year later, they're up to 40 employees. Um, about three-fourths of them are here in Louisville. And they've recently went to going along with our last conversation, they went to a remote first um work environment. So they'll allow people to work remote if that's something that they want to do. Um, so some of their some of their um, team members are not here in Louisville, but Um, I say all this to say is that a big portion of that fundraise is going to be used to scale um, its staff in particular. Um, The CEO of the company is Bill Burke, and he told me that they're hiring across the board in product development. They're trying to hire 20 new software developers, um, hiring in marketing, sales, client success, research and development partnerships. They desperately need a VP of HR. Um, So anything that you could think of, um, they need more of so they're looking to at least um double their staff if not more so so basically as many people as they can hire um is is what they're going to do in 2022 and that's really challenging and um david what you touched on is um you touched on the great resignation for a minute but it's a really tough labor environment people um, and employees want so much more from their employers um and it's harder to attract and retain them um you know on a long-term basis so that's something that the startup's up against
0: right and you talk about your next humana or whatever i mean these are the kind of companies that uh, you know you see a company going on a hiring spree you know maybe virtual peaker isn't it but that's you know an exciting company that can bring something to the louisville economy that you know more people should be paying attention to if you're interested in business and in, in here in
2: right world. well or if you're interested in, interested in clean energy i mean um you know it's kind of a once- in- a lifetime switch from these fossil fuels and the way that we previous, like our country has previously ran on you know coal previously ran on non-renewable energy sources and right. now you know there's this big push especially under the biden administration to to move to clean energy and and You know, reduce our carbon footprint, and 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 overall, you know, not have a situation where you know people's electric bills are five hundred dollars a month or something insane. Um, So, yeah, so these types of companies that are trying to address these issues, you know, are on the cusp of of when people are forming solutions. I think that's where you know Louisville can find opportunity here. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Yeah, and like it seems like it's actually happening. So, you know, if you're if you're not looking for the opportunity there, then, you know, then, then you're probably missing out on it because it does seem like there, this momentum's here. You know, I think like, I've been watching this my whole life. I've always kind of been interested in the environmental uh, you know, what, what we can do to better the environment. And, and I've been kind of saying it saying, uh, you know, but now it seems like it's actually happening. You know, companies like virtual peaker are like right on the, the cusp of that. So hopefully we see more of that kind of thing. Um, this company had a pretty famous investor, right? Um, so you and I were joking about this earlier today because I hadn't heard of them, but you know, this uh, they, they do have someone that, uh, that a lot of people follow a business have heard of. So.
2: Yeah. So uh, the, the series a round was led by, excuse me, I'm going to pull up the proper name so I don't get it wrong. <laughs> it, it was the the round was led by the round was led by, <laughs> excuse me, more strategic ventures, um, which is Lewis Bacon's um venture capital arm. So if you haven't heard of Lewis Bacon before, he's a billionaire, um, he's an investor, a hedge fund manager, um, and really was kind of at the um, you know, leading some Wall Street investments back in the day um through his um fund which was more capital management um, so this is his venture arm um, and they've been investing in um like we just talked about some clean energy solutions so uh he's one of the the named investors there and the other one was
0: um excuse me it was emerson right
2: emerson ventures which is the corporate venture capital initiative of emerson which is um a, a, an electric company i believe publicly traded one at that. So um um yeah so they uh Bill Burke the CEO of Virtual peaker highlighted that um Emerson has industrial has an interest in industrial um energy as well as consumer products um which are complementary to to what they're trying to do. I think Emerson had reach, recently acquired a company called OSI um back in 2020 that um You know, Burke was pretty excited about getting an opportunity to work with through this investment. So sounded like a good deal for them.
0: Haley, while I got you here, do you want to plug No Madness? Tell people about that.
2: Yeah, sure. No Madness is uh, our brand new bracket style challenge where we're pairing, um, you know, startups, tech companies um, against each other in within a bracket system, and and people will be able to vote for their favorite companies. So be sure and look out for uh, a link to that and start voting. Um, I think it's starting on within the first week of March. So keep a keep an eye out for that on KentuckyNO.com.
0: Yeah. And it's not about saying one startup is better than the other. It's right. just about, you know, bringing recognition to these companies. And, right. You know, it's about
2: building awareness for the companies and building awareness for, you know, Kentucky startup ecosystem. So it's not just, you know, these high growth companies here in Louisville. It's, you know, companies from... all all sorts down in Somerset. We've got some in Lexington, some out in Paducah. So, um, you know, just, just a way to prove that like innovation is happening all across Kentucky.
0: Yep. All right. Well, with that, I guess we will wrap up this week's show. Uh, before we go, uh, you guys, let's uh, go around the room here and share social media handles and let people know where they can find us online. Uh, Haley, I'll start with you on this.
2: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at BF Lou Haley. I'm also on LinkedIn under Haley Cawthon, which is my name.
0: <laughs> All right. And Alice, uh, where can people find you online?
3: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BF Lou Allison or on LinkedIn, Allison Steins.
0: All right. Laurel, she's a regular on this show. Where can people find you online?
1: Yes. If you weren't paying attention the last two weeks, <laughs> I'm on Twitter at BF Lou laurel, and I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Laurel Devin.
0: All right. You can find me online on Twitter and Instagram under the name dman3001. You can also find me under my own name on LinkedIn, uh, David A. Man. If you like this podcast, you can find it on popular podcast services, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Has anyone ever counted how many times I said podcast in that sentence? Um, by the way, me and Haley got another podcast. Uh, there we go. A few more mentions of that word. Uh, if you like uh, if you like hearing about the, the startup scene, we talked about that earlier, but that's called the uh, Cornfield Capitalist Podcast. Um, and it's also available on those same services. Uh, it features interviews with uh, uh, venture capitalists who are investing in middle America. So be sure to check that out if you uh, found yourself interested in the startup scene. Um, that's all we have for this week thank you very much, Laurel. Thank you, Haley. And thank you, Allison. Thank you guys for listening to us at home and we will see you next time. Bye.